Hey, welcome to our podcast, Live Him Out, where our goal is to educate and motivate people how to live him out in their daily lives. Today, we're asking the question, am I being spiritually abused? So, welcome to our podcast. Hey, everybody. Welcome to our podcast today. So we're tackling a very interesting uh, topic today, one Mm -hmm. that's not talked about a whole lot. Am I being spiritually abused? So Mm -hmm. before we get into that, let me just say uh, thanks for watching. And if you like the content, uh, I'd encourage you to like uh, on the video. Click like. And if you haven't subscribed, you can subscribe to our channel. And you can also check out the other videos we have on our Vertical Church YouTube page. So uh, we're dealing with the subject of am I being spiritually abused? We're glad yeah. to have Brianna Vandenberg joining us today. And uh, she's been on the podcast early, early on. But we're glad mm-hmm. to have her back. Absolutely. Um, not that she represents this subject necessarily, <laughs> but uh, she, uh, I think because of her background, education, training experience, mm-hmm. and passion uh, can speak into the issue. So yeah, we're absolutely. glad Happy to have to her mm-hmm. part of the For conversation sure. today. So, um, you know, when it comes to abuse, um, most people think right away about physical abuse, mm-hmm. and that's right. terrible. Yeah. It's just um, it's heartbreaking to know that someone would be in a situation where there would be someone um, exercising their strength or their power over them and harming them, causing yeah. physical harm. Right. Uh, and so uh, that's that's tragic. And then uh, even another subject close to that is when there's emotional abuse, when mm-hmm. someone is using... Uh, emotional weapons against someone else to harm them where you don't see the physical bruises or broken bones, but there are just as many uh, damaged hearts uh, out there in lives because of that. And mm-hmm. and if you know the signs of that, you can identify, you can see it mm-hmm. happening in someone's sure. life. But when it comes to spiritual abuse, it's not one of those things that's talked about a whole no. lot. It often goes uh, unnoticed and it, it really kind of moves in kind of a camo form in a lot of religious environments. Mm-hmm. Uh, and one of the things that makes it most difficult is it's often accepted as this is just the way it's supposed to be. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's accepted in the terms of, well, this is this is what religion is, or this is what church is. So I just, I'm just a part of it. And whew, my blood's getting up just thinking about this. Because, uh, yeah. you know, I think about people that use their power in places of spiritual environments Mm-hmm. to harm other people or to yeah. take advantage of them for their benefit. That's what I was going to say. It's for their right. benefit. That's the thing that's the worst is that they have a certain status that they've been given, a position yep. that they hold, <clears> and throat> they're throat> going to harm another for their benefit. Maybe it's just that they have another follower. Maybe it's a financial benefit. Maybe it's whatever. But it, nonetheless, it's still damaging, long-lasting damage yeah. is the worst part. Exactly. So... Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Jesus obviously came to, by his own words, set the captives free. Mm-hmm. And so he he did not come to bring more oppression. Mm-hmm. He did not come to create a band of oppressed followers. Yeah. He did not come to put people in, you know, subjugation to his his rule and, you know, dominion yeah. from an angry perspective, yeah. you know, for his own personal benefit. Mm-hmm. Jesus um, doesn't have an ego need. No, he's not exactly. looking uh, for our worship services to build himself up. He's yeah. not looking for our following to try to make him feel better about mm-hmm. himself. He came to give life because he is life, and in exactly. him is life, and he exactly. overflows with that life. And so yeah. the followers that uh, he looks to have 
are there because he wants to give to them. Mm-hmm. He right. wants to free them and fill them and set them free. Yeah. So right away you have this strong contrast in the way that Jesus came to give life. He laid down his life for those who would follow him so that their hearts would be free. Um, but even in his day, <clears throat> there were those who um, yep. practiced a very different form of exactly, yeah. spiritual uh, walk or religion mm-hmm. yeah. in his day. Yeah, so, and you, you see Jesus speak to that most directly in Matthew 23 yeah. to the scribes and the Pharisees who were who were really like the the religious leaders of the day, and they were the ones who, who were, as we see now, the spiritual abusers. They were the ones, yeah. uh, as we're going to walk through, and we're going to see what the attributes are of a spiritual abuser. And so like really, again, Jesus spoke so strongly against these people, this group of people. Um, and so I think we ought to address this in this day and have our eyes looking for um, really the spiritual abusers and how to help the oppressed in that environment. So yeah. just looking at some of these verses from Matthew 23, uh, verse four, again, this is Jesus to the Pharisees. He says, for they bind heavy burdens hard to bear and lay them on men's shoulders, but they themselves will not move them with one of their fingers. So they are the spiritual oppressors. They are the ones who are, who are making all of these rules mm-hmm. and like, um, and make sure that you follow those yeah, rules. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And it, it also at the same time, it's, it's like the rules for thee, not for me. Right. I'm going to make y'all have to follow this right here, but I may, I'm kind of, my own authority. Yeah, I'll I will be the say right. in what you have to do, but right. I'm not I may not have to follow that because I am my own kind of yeah. deal. I'm my own leader kind of thing, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it just it kind of gives this contrast right away to, you know, Jesus said, um, my burden is light. Exactly. You know? Yes. He didn't yes. he didn't come to put heavy burden, but, no. but he Jesus called them out because mm-hmm. that's what they do is they 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 do they put heavy burdens mm-hmm. on people. They make faith, yes. they make following, you know, looking to God a heavy, hard yeah. thing. Uh-huh. And and have no help with it. It's right. just like, hey, this is really heavy and hard. You gotta do all these things. Tough. Right. And you know, and yeah. no help, no like coming alongside where again, contrasting with Jesus, he right. says, like, my my burden is light and I wanna be yeah. there with you and walk through these things with you. Yeah. It's good. Um, and then into verse five, it says, but all their works they do to be seen by men. They love the best places of feasts, the best seats in the synagogues, greetings in the marketplaces, and to be called by men, rabbi, rabbi. So they are the ones that are spiritual whenever it benefits them. Mm-hmm. They are not really who they are consistently, but only uh, to get that recognition, only to get that extra say, all of those yeah, things. To as be well. seen a certain way exactly. by by certain people. Yeah. Yeah. And not not just like, hey, this is who I am and I'm consistent in my life. But mm-hmm. they're yeah. one way here and then they're gonna be super spiritual and get some recognition, feel great, right. and kind of get that rush of like, oh, this is why I do all the spiritual things. So people mm-hmm. recognize me again. <clears throat> yeah. The self centered, mm-hmm. self focused thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and then Jesus, again, uh, at the at the end of this chapter, chapter later on in this chapter, verse 23 says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you pay tithe of mint and anise and cumin and have neglected the weightier matters of the law, justice and mercy and faith. Mm-hmm. They define the spirituality by these rules that they've set. Mm-hmm. And it's not by acting justly and living with mercy and living mm-hmm. in faith like Jesus calls us to, right? Right. And so 
Again, yeah. that's just, they want to have a definable thing of like, give me this to-do checklist instead of mm-hmm. let me rely on what Jesus has done and have humility, but mm-hmm. instead they're looking for things to fuel their ego, like even, yeah. again, contrasting yeah. what Jesus said yeah. earlier. Yeah. Uh, and then here in verse 25, again, Jesus says, Woe to you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you cleanse the outside of the cup and dish, but inside they are full of extortion and mm-hmm. self-indulgence. So they're playing mm-hmm. the spiritual game. They're looking the part, but on the inside, just dead abusers, dead oppressors, all this stuff. Yeah. Uh, and, and it's a game basically that they're playing. And then mm-hmm. Jesus, again, even having more harsh words to say in verse 33, he calls them serpents, a brood of vipers. Mm-hmm. He says, how can you escape the condemnation of hell? That's intense stuff. It it's is. not light. Right. That's not Jesus being like, oh, just toss these words out. But yeah, exactly. And, and you know, we like to think of Jesus being nice and kind yeah. and forgiving and merciful uh-huh. and gracious. And But here he is being very straightforward. Yes. Very uh, justice oriented. Yes. And speaking against some people who, they were his own people. Yeah. And exactly. they were people in, in the temple in yep. the synagogue yep. of who, the Jewish faith. Yeah. Who had the same law, the same mm-hmm. commands talked about the same God, yes. but they used all of those for their benefit exactly. to be seen, to oppress, to, mm-hmm. to build up their kingdom. Uh, just such a sad thing. You see yep. why Jesus was so frustrated by exactly. this and, and angered by it. Yeah. And like we pointed out earlier, if, if he was, then we ought to exactly. Be. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Right? If he talks so strongly, we must do like at the least a podcast about this kind of stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah. yeah, like this ought to be our mindset in life as well to to be able to be ones who call out the injustice yeah. and the ones who stand up for the one who's being abused. Yeah, and to be able to uh, stand for truth and yeah. and say, hey, look, this right here is actually what Jesus is all about. That's not. Yeah, know. exactly. And in the culture today, I think, you know, there's a sense of you want to cry out against that kind of injustice mm-hmm. anywhere else. You don't mm-hmm. want to see people being um, in a, a sense of slavery of any kind, yeah, anywhere, exactly. uh, any, any kind of sex trafficking or any, kind yeah. of, any role where they are subservient to someone yeah. else. Mm-hmm. But it often happens within the very context of church yeah. sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so this yeah. is a, it's a painful conversation to have yes. because we're talking about um, often people that we've known or have known or do mm-hmm. know or environments like ours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, but Jesus did that. And it, uh, these, these oppressors would be exactly. the ones who would exactly. see that he was crucified actually. Yes. So yeah. um, Absolutely. spiritual abuse happens today. Mm-hmm. And, and it's important we recognize that, talk about it today. Mm-hmm. So we're going to do some of that. Absolutely. Uh, try to identify what are some of the marks of, a, of mm-hmm. an abuser? How do you know yeah who they are, what they're like, and how do you recognize it in yourself if that's if that's yeah. happened to you. So exactly. I think it's honest to recognize spiritual abuse can happen in mm-hmm. a church setting. Yeah. Um, and whenever it does happen, uh, it ought to be addressed. Because it, yeah. it will yeah. happen um, if it hasn't already happened in some in some stage. Right. You know, uh, but it needs to be addressed. And I think that's that's where people go wrong these days because yeah. they don't want to address that stuff. They recognize it happened, but are not going to speak out against it. Right. Um, it can happen in a church. Yeah. It can happen in a, in a group, a small mm-hmm. group that you might be a part of, a yeah. Bible study group, friend yeah. group. Uh, it can happen in a friend uh, relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, it can happen uh, in a family. It can even happen in a marriage. And mm-hmm. man, it, it's painful at all levels, but mm-hmm. uh, when that stuff happens in family, uh, and in, in a marriage situation, it's more difficult because, Absolutely. you know, if it's happening in a church, you could recognize it and say, 
I'm not going to stay under this. Yeah. Uh, If it happens in a group, you can say, "Eh, I'm not going to stay in this group Mm -hmm. any longer. But family, family doesn't go away. Mm -hmm. Exactly. (laughs) And and marriage, uh, you're in a covenant relationship. So some of that Mm -hmm. gets more difficult. And we're going to talk about some of that today. Mm -hmm. So, all right, let's look at some of the marks then of a... um, of of spiritual abusers, how do you how do you recognize that um, in a, in a family and a church and in a friend setting? So here yeah. here are eight ways you can recognize abusers, and these are really based upon uh, the things that Jesus said about the Pharisees, but they're things that I think we recognize today in in church settings. So number one, the first thing is <clears throat> those who are abusers, spiritual abusers, they relate with guilt and shame and manipulation. Mm-hmm. Man, this is so tough because there is a sense in which um, faith following Jesus has conviction with it right. and, and a call to repentance. Yeah, absolutely. Right? For sure. Um, and so we shouldn't we shouldn't deny that and should look at that as a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. That, That's Correct. a good thing. Correct. <clears throat> uh, but the end goal of what Jesus does with that is to free us exactly from our sin exactly. free us from um, a destructive attitude that we've developed mm-hmm. and he does and he calls us out uh, he calls us out in our sin but he calls us away from it right because <clears throat> he's freeing us from the oppression of sin yeah and he he's come to, to give life and that we can have life to the full mm-hmm. not to oppress us more but to exactly. actually free us from the sin that is oppressing us <clears throat> yes yeah. So he says uh, things in his word like, um, you know, if you confess your sins, uh, if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Mm-hmm. He doesn't bring it back up again. Exactly. He doesn't say, okay, I'm going to remember that you did that. I'm going to yep. use that against yeah. you. Yep. Exactly. But, but oppressors, spiritual oppressors do something very different. They take <clears throat> faith and then they use guilt and shame to try to, manipulate and motivate you so they say mm-hmm. things like oh well if you were a good christian you would you know fill in the blank whatever thing they are wanting you to do yeah and they, not motivate you in a good way but motivate you to do whatever they want you to do exactly. <laughs> exactly. again it goes back to the benefit of the of the abuser yeah and they say things like oh well if you really love the lord you would you know fill in the blank mm-hmm. there as well mm-hmm. or oh you say you're a christian how could you treat me that way that's a very <laughs> manipulative, very manipulative phrase. statement. Yep. But there's some elements where you think, well, I am a Christian and I do want to follow God, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But that statement is designed to try to manipulate your behavior based on what you claim to believe. Yep. Right. That's, and that's what that's what's so twisted <clears throat> about yeah. spiritual abuse is because they're taking mm-hmm. advantage of the fact that you are a follower of Christ, that you exactly. believe scripture, and yeah. they use that against you. Mm-hmm. They turn it to... To make you think, well, you don't have as yeah. good of a relationship with God as I do because you're not doing these things. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's your desire to do good, to do right, and and yeah. to mm-hmm. you know make God happy. Basically, that all those desires right. are twisted to the end of the one who's doing. And, especially whenever they bring scripture, they bring actual mm-hmm. Bible verses into the conversation. Yeah. That is a whole different level of, of just manipulation twisted. and Yeah, because Jesus' des- Jesus desire for us to follow him is not based on this uh, guilt hanging over us. Nope. Exactly. It's designed, he, he comes to free us to remove the mm-hmm. guilt exactly. so that we might love him. Yeah. Exactly. So, but, so when someone makes a statement like, um, 
well, after all I've done for you, I can't believe you would do that to me. Well, that that's hanging guilt over your yeah, head. That's exactly. not the method or no. mo- that Jesus uses. No, that there's only one that uses that motivation. Yep, <laughs> that's the enemy. The that's enemy. the oppressor. Exactly. <clears throat> so, uh, it's difficult because if we've grown up in certain environments, those are natural. Yeah. These all sound natural. They sound mm-hmm. right. Like, well, what's wrong with that? Well, it's all guilt-inducing. Yeah. It's yeah. all oppressive. It's all designed to remind you of your failures instead of remind you of peace you have with God. Right. Mm-hmm. Whew, my blood pressure's getting up again <laughs> here. So, you know, and they and they say things like, "Oh, so this is how you're spiritual," you know, things like that, yeah. or or even using the silent treatment to try to punish or try to get their way. Yeah. <clears throat> all of those are yep. are ways that they relate with uh, guilt. Mm-hmm. shame, manipulation, to bring up your past, to hold it over you, yep. mm-hmm. to try to get a certain behavior from you by using those things against you. Yeah. Yeah. Tough. So uh, the second thing related to that is <clears throat> abusers seek to control you mm-hmm. instead of set you free in the faith. Mm-hmm. Again, Jesus came to set us free from our sin, free from our fear, free from our anxiety, free from oppression, even free from the letter of the law, the weight of the letter yep. of the law. Right. Um, not so we could just be free to do whatever we want, no. but free to do uh, what we would really want to do if yeah. we knew what was right Righteous. to do. Yeah, exactly. to live in the ways of God, the design of God, and yep. all of that is is good. And yeah. mm-hmm. It gives us the desire to do that when we understand the spirit of the law. Exactly. Yeah. Spirit yeah. of scripture. Yeah, so uh, oppressors... Um, aren't looking for you to be that kind of free. Uh, they, right. They're wanting to control. So they often don't encourage personal um, pursuit of your faith. Yeah, They like exactly. the, the oppressor, spiritual oppressor or abuser likes to be the single source yep. for all things exactly. for you. And so they don't like it if you're listening to other counselors or teachers or other yep. right. preachers or pastors yep. or... They, they feel threatened yep. by all of that. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, the Pharisees didn't like the fact that here was Jesus, uh, another authority yeah. who mm-hmm. had come and people were going to him. People exactly. were following him. Exactly. It threatened their very existence. Yep. Yep. So um, they even they even start using the Bible then uh, for for their benefit. So, uh, Brianna, that's kind of a hot button for you. You want to talk about that for just a little bit? Yeah, so. um, I mean, because scripture is never meant to um, control or manipulate another mm-hmm. person. Right. And and that, that should not ever be how scripture is used. And that's why exactly. it's so important as believers that we be rooted in scripture, that mm-hmm. we ourselves are digging into God's word and knowing what it says so that if someone does try to use it against us, we can recognize that's not what that verse is saying or that's mm-hmm. not actually... <clears throat> How how you're using it is not how it was meant. Right. So, exactly. and I think we see an example of that. And um, when Satan is trying to tempt Jesus in the mm-hmm. wilderness, he's using Scripture to try to get Jesus to do what he what wants. he wants. Right. Yeah. But but because <clears throat> Jesus knows Scripture, and he he even can counter it and say, no, that's not what that Scripture means. This is right. what the Word of God says. Yeah. So it's so important that we that we take ownership of our faith, that yep. we're rooted in Scripture so that we can recognize when Scripture is being misused and twisted exactly. for someone else's gain. 
Yeah, and and even you know, in a church situation, a, a good church and a, and a good pastor will encourage you to you search the scriptures. <laughs> yeah, you seek these yeah. things out. Don't just and take my word. Don't for just it. take my word <laughs> yeah. for it. And come back to me and and like show me basically. I want I want to have a conversation with you. All that kind of idea, you know. Yeah, uh, but if if you're in a situation where the church or the pastor is is like he's the single authority and doesn't want yeah. anybody else to have mm-hmm. any you know speaking point mm-hmm. into your life, yep. that's that's a little dangerous. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, pastors are called into ministry to teach and to preach, but no, no pastor is perfect, Mm-mm. and so there has to be, uh, there should be room for encouraging the the people in congregations to to study for themselves. Yeah, exactly. Uh, seek out their own uh, understanding of Scripture and and applying truth and, and confirming even what he says, mm-hmm. uh, so they they know. Uh, and what truth is exactly, so. and, and a place to in a healthy church to be able to ask questions, yes. even come to the pastor mm-hmm. and yes. and ask, "Hey, I'm reading <clears throat> this." I mean, we've had a lot of conversations oh, like yeah. that. Why does the mm-hmm. Bible say this? I'm asking, yeah, uh, mm-hmm. and being able to have a good, healthy conversation. So, yeah, be at a church where you have a relationship where you can talk to trusted leaders, talk to the pastor. Yeah. If you have questions about Scripture. Um, that's a good thing to be able to talk through exactly. to understand it more. Yeah. Exactly. Well, that kind of ties into our third point here. Um, spiritual abusers or oppressors, they become angry and are harsh and, and will blow up mm-hmm. at those who question them, right. uh, maybe disagree, or even suggest any correction toward them. Mm. So this is one of the ways you know if you if you go to ask a question and you go with the possible difference of, of perspective or want to even suggest correction and they become violently angry and are harsh and rude and coarse with you, chances are that's probably an abusive situation yeah. there. And one to you'd need to get out of that. Exactly, yeah. Yep. So yep. Uh, it's painful, it's difficult. Again, Sadly, often this is the accepted way within some churches. Exactly. And so it's just begun to be identified as well, like, just oh, the way regular. it is. And and yeah. I just I just need to humble myself and, and do what they say. <laughs> yeah. Cower to the oppressor. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that should never happen. Well, or causes people to turn from Christianity completely because that's yes. the picture that they have. Exactly. Which is heartbreaking just just the <clears throat> same. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. All right. So uh, number four in our list today is um, abusers and oppressors. They keep a mental scorecard of your failures and use them against you. So obviously this is so counter to what Jesus came to do. He came to set us free from our sin. Uh, Romans 8, 1, there is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Uh, there's no... Um, there's no day of having to pay for your sin if you're in Christ. It's been mm-hmm. paid for. It mm-hmm. is finished. Um, there's a day of uh, of judgment, but it's, it's a judgment of rewards. It's not a judgment yeah. of, of our sins. Mm-hmm. So, But abusers and oppressors, they keep a, a checklist of all the things that you've done wrong, and they hold it in their mind. Yep. And they, they wait for the day for you to mess up or for you to say something about them, and then they... Then they bring that, that list out, out and, right. they'll, and they'll use yep. it against you. And so uh, you see that when you try to have a conversation with them and quickly it turns and all of a sudden it's back on you. Yep. You know, you're yeah. the one that, yep. that's doing wrong here. Um, and any kind of um, even vulnerability that you might have in a moment with them is a moment for a long lecture to come yep. out. 
And uh, man, this sometimes happens not just in churches. It can happen in homes. Mm-hmm. It can happen in, in family settings. And it's yeah. very painful and difficult. Um, and, and then so that person then begins to defend themselves uh, and make excuses or blame the other person. Well, you're, mm-hmm. you're the reason I do what I do. And it's your fault. And those are just signs of um, unhealthy relationship, exactly. especially in a, in a spiritual yep. environment. Yep. All right. Uh, the next one is um, they measure spirituality by the standards that they keep. Yeah. Not by the standards of God or or, right. or, or truth in Scripture. Exactly. Kind of like the like you read earlier about the Pharisees. Yeah, exactly. They, That's what say. they made it all about their how much everybody ought to be tithing because mm-hmm. that's what they did. But they neglected things like mercy and justice yep. and, yeah. and truth. So um, they they do this and they begin to to boast about their spiritual activities mm-hmm. because they they are the standard yep. in that situation. And then uh, they begin to criticize you for your your lack of meeting those standards. Right. Exactly. And even so, like I, I've seen it sometimes. There's. God puts different things on believers' hearts. Yep. He's given believers different <laughs> gifts. He's given them different passions to mm-hmm. to do. And I, I've seen some people who they will, they have, uh, I'll say a, a certain way that they feel that they need to live out their faith. Mm-hmm. And then they want everybody else to live it exactly so like to, yeah, them. Exactly. And, or you're a bad Christian. And right. that, mm-hmm. that shouldn't be, there. there's room to, Pursue exactly. a certain path, yeah, and mm-hmm. not every other Christian, yeah, their walk doesn't have to look exactly like yours. Exactly, it yeah. shouldn't. We're not cookie cutters. No, yeah. we're we're different parts of the body. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. My, my hand is not like my foot. Yeah, and exactly. my elbow is not like you know my shoulder, shoulder, whatever you know. <laughs> yeah, uh, or it's not like my kidney. You know, yeah, it's not at all exactly. the same. Right. So, yeah. so um, for the kidney to get <clears throat> mad at the elbow that it's not having the same function yeah. as it, right. it's like would not, be wrong. And, and does, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and, and there ought to be within the body that kind of freedom and beauty and diversity, yeah. the exactly. expressions of, yeah. of faith and, and passions. And yeah, exactly. When all the body parts work together, then the body is is like Christ and, exactly. and beautiful. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. There's unity, but there doesn't have to be uniformity. You know, it doesn't yeah, have to be everyone in line, but everyone together. Yeah. Yeah. And there are, there are standards. There are... Um, Commandments we should keep, you know, to yeah. love one another, and, and there there is a. There, we should be reading scripture and attending yeah. church, all those things. But mm-hmm. when when the outward becomes more important than the inward, instantly you're done. There's some, there's, there's some issues yep. there right. at play, and you start measuring performance instead of, um, you know, heart and faith and and, yep. and love. And yep. Things begin to drift south, and and the Pharisees were all about that. They're all about what was on the outside of the cup, you know, what it looked like more than exactly. what was on the inside. Exactly. And so, okay, so when that happens, you also get into a place where you start to recognize in, in the spiritual oppressor abuser that uh, there's often um, moodiness and mm-hmm. emotionally they're emotionally unstable. Yeah. They Absolutely. are up and they're down. They're in, mm-hmm. they're out. They're they're roller coaster. Yep. Mm-hmm. And um and it's often based on um the praise that they're getting mm-hmm. or their own measurement of how well they're doing. Yep. You know, uh, instead Absolutely. of on Christ. And so, man, that's such a fluctuating scale that that will make you up and oh, make yeah. you down. Yeah. And, exactly. And when you are like the Pharisees, when they're so dependent upon the praise of of other people. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, sometimes that goes well. Sometimes 
you know, your family is got a lot to say and sometimes family's got a lot going on, yeah. you know, and exactly. it's not all about you. Yep. And it's not all about you having to get your, you know, praise and rewards, all that kind of stuff. So mm-hmm. uh, when that's happening though, the abuser, they're, they're offended if things yeah. don't go like they want. Exactly. They're offended if they're not getting enough praise. They're mm-hmm. not, they're offended if they're not the center of attention. Yeah. So family and church are great places to acknowledge it's not all about me. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. But you know, if you're living isolated, you, you make it it's, all about you. Because yep, that's all there is. <laughs> yeah. You exactly. know, whenever you're isolated, you just focus on yeah. the inward. My my little toe can't say this whole thing's all about me. Yeah. No, exactly. he's he's part of something else. You yeah. Know, exactly. Much right. bigger. Yep. But uh if little toe tries to go off and live by himself, you know, he can he can make it all about him, but he won't live very long. No, nope. so. exactly. That's, that's true. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. All right. Uh, abusers often use their title or position to mm-hmm. demand uh, allegiance and yeah. submission. Exactly. Uh, you know, um, using the title of I'm, I'm the pastor, I'm the group leader, I'm the parent, yep. I'm the whatever, I'm the husband, I'm the wife, I'm the, they use that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and this is this one's a little bit tricky because in parenting, right, Brianna, there's sometimes you have to say, "I'm your mother." Stop that. Yeah, exactly. You know? um, but it's different when it, you get into a situation where people are they're no longer three and four years old; right. they're adults. <laughs> yes, exactly. And, um, you, you shouldn't. They shouldn't have title used against them to try to manipulate or control uh, behavior. Exactly. Yes. So uh, the last one we, we would say, I think is based on what Jesus said about the Pharisees is they, they put on a spiritualized facade in mm-hmm. front of others that's different yeah. than who they are when they're away from others. Exactly. Again, right back to the Pharisees thing, you know, in front of everyone, they're one way. Yeah. And then whenever they're in their own <clears throat> homes, totally different way. You yeah. Know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, you really wouldn't know that unless you happen to be around those people in multiple environments. Exactly, yeah. True. Because um, if you only see a person in a certain setting, mm-hmm. then you think that's how they always are. Exactly. But often, uh, those who are with them all the time recognize mm-hmm. they're different. Yep. Mm-hmm. The minute they walk into church doors, they <laughs> become somewhat different than they yep. are when they walk in their own door. Yep. Or their work, the door at work, whatever. Mm-hmm. So um, that this is one of the ways you, you start to see what's happening to spiritual oppressors. Exactly, they, yeah. They put on airs, uh, you know, they put on a facade, they put on mm-hmm. uh, a different behavior and, and attitude in, in, yeah. in certain settings. They do. For sure. So uh, all of those are ways you can identify the oppressor. But yeah. uh, let's talk for just a moment about um, how you would begin to recognize in yourself if you've maybe walked in some abuse and didn't, didn't, even recognize you or know it. How could you look at yourself and say, "Okay, maybe this is true." I, yeah. it's hard. It's hard to admit. Yeah, uh, but you, maybe maybe this is true. Yeah, so, maybe you were part of a church or in your family there was an abuser or anything like that. But you just accepted it as the regular. This is just the way. Yeah, Christianity you, you and religion is. Or, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I think if if that environment has been something you've been in, I think here's some things you might recognize in your own life. You'd say, when I'm around this person or uh, concerning matters of faith, I have more fear than I do joy. If over yeah. time, uh, instead of growing with the spirit of uh, fruit of the spirit, yeah. you know, it's joy. Uh, if there's more fear mm-hmm. than 
you may be in a situation where there's some oppression. May. These are just possible symptoms. If you you are more insecure now than you are bold in your faith, Mm -hmm. you may be in an oppressive situation. Yeah. Again, I think if we if we knew someone that was in a, an emotional or spiritual abusive mm-hmm. situation, you you would start to recognize they were more withdrawn, mm-hmm. more insecure. Yeah, all that. Uh, and the same is true for spiritual. Sure. If you're Absolutely. more insecure in your faith as a result of spending time around this environment, mm-hmm. um, then instead of more bold in your faith, mm-hmm. you might be in an oppressive environment. Yeah, exactly. Uh, if you if you are more isolated today. Than you were, than you are encouraged to go. You might be in an oppressive environment. Yeah. Uh, if you are experiencing more pain than you are healing, if you are experiencing more heaviness than you yeah. are peace mm-hmm. in your life, more of a uh, a heaviness about your own guilt and shame and sin exactly. and failures in your past, if that weighs on you more than peace reigns in your heart, you, you might be in an oppressive environment. Yes. Mm-hmm. And if you are in more bondage to sin instead of more freedom from sin, you might be in an oppressive situation. So, um, again, it just hurts even talking about these things. Uh, exactly. Knowing that yeah. some people who would come to a church, would come to a faith environment, would mm-hmm. find these instead exactly. of instead of freedom is just it's just heartbreaking. Yep. Mm-hmm. So, um let's 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 wrap this up today with this uh, talking about what do you do? What do you do if you find yourself in a in a situation like that? Yeah. Um it's painful. So, I, I think the first thing I'd say is know that this is not the spirit of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, the 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 environment you're in might have the name church in it. Mm-hmm. It might have some use the spiritual language or Bible language in it, but just know this is not the spirit of Christ. Exactly. So, uh, Brian, we were talking earlier about the spirit of of the word yeah. versus right. the, the law, yeah. the kind of oppressive nature of the word. Yeah. Talk, talk about that for just a moment because yeah. that's important. I, I had written in my notes um, that we, we have to discern the spirit behind the words of scripture not just the content, not just, mm-hmm. especially if we're having scripture twisted or turned, but understanding the full spirit of scripture mm-hmm. uh, is so important. And and even one of the things is whenever, whenever you do recognize and then reject spiritual abuse, mm-hmm. that that is not <clears throat> disobeying God. Right. When you when you yeah. understand scripture fully and then you recognize a spiritually abusive situation mm-hmm. where it's being used against you, rejecting the spiritual bu- abuse is actually resisting the devil. Yeah. B- yeah. Because he is, uh, that's Satan's method is to twist, use it yeah. against, hold things over you yep. exactly. uh, for his gain. And so whenever you recognize the spiritual abuse, act on that move forward the answer the answer to all these things too if you're being spiritually abused is to run to Jesus because yeah. he he has the freedom yeah. right. to free from oppression even exactly. in, in this situation mm-hmm. in any kind right. but in spiritual abuse Jesus ultimately is going to be the healer of that and yeah. yeah and and that's just so important and there is like we talked about too there is a time 
I see some people say I'm being spiritually oppressed or spiritually abused whenever scripture is actually being used in context yeah. because there is still a call to uh, repentance yeah, whenever yep. whenever we are living yeah. in sin, yep. whenever there is something um, that we need to turn from, right. there is a time for even correction within yep. within churches, within families. Yeah. Um, so I, I think that that's an important distinction is there is a time for that, exactly. but you have to recognize again, the full counsel of scripture yep. and recognizing these signs, knowing when, when you need to repent and whenever, okay, this, this isn't right. This is mm-hmm. being used to twist, manipulate mm-hmm. guilt. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Again, I, I just picture the crowds in Jesus day, many who were going to the temple, to the synagogue, listening mm-hmm. to the, the teachers of the law and then here comes Jesus, and he's he's talking about, uh, you know, blessed are the poor in spirit, blessed are those who hunger and thirst yeah. for righteousness, and uh, my peace I give to you, all yeah. those kind of things. And and the crowds are just like, let's go over there, let's leave. Yeah. And Jesus encourages them; mm-hmm. he, he welcomes them, and the crowds are following him because yeah. of that, because he didn't come to put heavy burdens exactly on yeah. the people, but he did speak truth. Mm-hmm. He yeah. did call them out. Yeah. He didn't just say, sin. oh, let me affirm you in everything that you're in or anything uh, like exactly. that. Right. He's calling to a different way of life. Yes. Because again, he's calling us away from oppression. Yes. He's exactly. calling us away yeah. from the sin that oppresses us into mm-hmm. his yes. way exactly. that leads to life, that exactly. leads to freedom yeah. and peace. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and so oppressive sins like um, insecurity, anxiety, and fear yeah. and... Right. Um, other other you know sins that dominate in people's lives. He, he called them out of that, called yeah. them away from that. Exactly. Uh, he didn't just like you said affirm them in it and mm-hmm. say, "Hey, come on, let's all just be sinners together." Kind yeah. of thing. That's not what yeah. he. That's not what he was no. about. He was out to set the captives free, and so uh, know that it's not right if you're in a, an environment that is uh, oppressing you with your past sins mm-hmm. yep. and not seeking to free you from yep. your sin and exactly. is not according to the whole counsel mm-hmm. of God. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so again, know that's not the spirit of Christ. Know yeah. that Jesus came to set captives free. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't, he didn't come to bind you with guilt and shame. Exactly. And then I would say uh, if you are in environments that you can uh, walk away from, you should. You should get out of those. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, if it's a, it's a church, you know, or a group, you, you don't necessarily owe them any allegiance. Mm-hmm. You 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 can walk yeah. away from that. Um, and so if if so, you must. Mm-hmm. But then I'd say um, speak with someone that you know and trust as well. Yep. Seek counsel. Yep. Because the other relationships, if they are family, maybe even close friends, but for sure, even in a marriage situation or a parenting situation, seek, seek counsel because yeah. those are more, there's more attachment in those relationships exactly. yeah. and they, they right. require counsel and there's so many different variables in those, but uh, you should seek help in mm-hmm. that moment. Yeah, Don't, not just continue ignoring it no. or looking past. No, exactly. do not accept it as natural. Yeah. yeah. Don't accept it exactly. even as spiritual. Yep. To yeah, stay in that. Exactly. Uh, some people bear that as a, a, a mark of martyrdom, you know, yep. right. to stay in it. Uh, but, but seek counsel, seek help. Um, and then, uh, as Brianna pointed out, I think to get rooted in scripture. 
Yes. Have to. What yes. can have to? I've got to take the step to for me to get rooted in in scripture as from my faith. Mm-hmm. Yes. Grow up in your faith. Yep. Uh, leave leave the elementary. Leave the bondage. Leave the yeah. oppressed status and, and yeah. be free. Exactly. Yeah. So, all right, man. Difficult subject today. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, anything y'all Good would want to add to any of this <laughs> conversation? There's a lot here. Yeah. Uh, we we um. We pray for those who are in these settings yeah, because um, how, how terrible, how tragic to come to the place, an environment that should give you life, exactly. but to find it instead giving you more oppression yes. and, and fear mm-hmm. and, and um, control exactly. instead of life. Yeah. yeah. So. One of the last things I was thinking just again about being rooted in scripture is that sometimes is held over people's head of, you know, you got to read your Bible, you've got to have yeah. your quiet time, but Life is in the words of God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That is read it not out of um, legalistic or out of obligation, yeah. duty, but hunger. We should hunger for the words of God. And yeah. and whenever you can start <clears throat> on your own, mm-hmm. reading the Bible and finding the words of life and truth mm-hmm. and freedom and peace, they're all there. Yeah, exactly. I, I just that's what I just want people to know more than anything. Yeah, no, absolutely, that's good. That's good. Well, I, I think. Um, you know, there's probably more we could say about some environmental settings we've been in mm-hmm. in the past. And mm-hmm. I, I even, you know, if I'm honest, I have to say I have perpetuated some of that mm-hmm. over my time in ministry because mm-hmm. I I assumed that was the way. I thought those exactly. were some of the, the, the ways that you got people to do things. Yeah. I, I remember, you know, even in parenting, sometimes doing that. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no life in that. It, yeah, it only brings exactly. more destruction. And, exactly. And, and it's incredibly unhealthy and it's the thing that jesus spoke most Very strongly against. about yep. so Absolutely. so thanks for being here on on the podcast with us today hope it's been yeah. helpful to you uh, may you find life and the fullness of life in jesus christ yeah. uh, in lifting him up and living him out so thanks again